in his first letter, St. John wrote the profound statement that God is love. You know, not just that God's loving, but that he is love. That love is his very essence. But that kind of begs the question, what do we mean by the word love? And when I hear this, I think of the definition used by St. Thomas Aquinas, which says that love is to will the good of the other. So that means in, in real love, there is a lover, you know, the one who loves, and the other, the beloved, the one who is loved. And there is freedom, that word will, will the good of the other. So that indicates a free choice, a choice, not just a feeling. So if you're following the argument there, the definition This means that if God is love, God can't be solitary. Now, don't misunderstand me, right? We're monotheists. We believe in one God. Um, God is one substance, one being. We don't believe in multiple gods. Yet, mysteriously, God exists as three persons. A loving father. A beloved son. Who, in return, loves the father. And the fruit of that love, a third person, whom we call the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the others. This is a little confusing, that's okay. It's a mystery, which means what we know about it is true. And it's not contrary to reason, but we don't know everything. That's what a mystery is. What we do know about it is true. We just don't know everything, and we can't. That knowledge of the full nature of God doesn't fit in our human brains. We've got to wait to heaven until heaven to get a better glimpse of it. Uh, But in short, my point is, God is a community of persons, united in being, one substance, yes, but also united by love. And that love is fruitful. It's giving. It's generous. Now recall that as it says in Genesis, mankind, us, were made in God's image and likeness. So as a sculpture or as a painting reflects something of the one who made it, we ought to see in ourselves a little reflection of our God, of our creator. This means that we too, like God, are meant to be a community of persons united by love that is fruitful and gives, just like our Creator. When God revealed himself to Moses, he described himself as merciful, as gracious, slow to anger, rich in kindness and fidelity. We should be the same. The Lord proved this to be true throughout salvation history when you know, despite humanity's breaking covenant after covenant with him, this is like the whole Old Testament tells this story, uh, repeatedly he gives us opportunities to repent and be faithful. And those descriptions of God as merciful, gracious, slow to anger, rich in kindness and fidelity, they were also proven for us again, uh, when as St. John so aptly summarized, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. It's that famous John 3.16. God the Father, out of love for us, was willing to give his Son upon the cross. And the Son, too, was willing to offer his life for us out of love. That's real love. Uh, The kind of love which is the power to unite a community and to bear good fruit in the world. Love that's not just a feeling, not just a good intention, not just an emotion, but an act of the will. That's the kind of love that God intends his rational creatures, us, to give to the world. And it gets back again to Jesus' greatest commandments. Love God, love neighbor, love even our enemies. That doesn't mean, as I say, love isn't a feeling necessarily. There may be feelings involved, but love itself is an act of the will. It's a choice. So when I say love even our enemies, that doesn't mean we like them. It doesn't mean we enjoy the presence of them. It doesn't even mean have good feelings for them. But it does mean to choose what's good for the others. Choose what's good for God, good for our neighbors, good even for our enemies even if it costs us something. I mean, that's what God did for us. And since we're made in his likeness, it's what we should do for one another. You know, our country, our world, is very divided into all kinds of factions right now, over all kinds of uh, things. People express anger and hatred for one another or disregard for one another all the time. And I think the antidote to this is found in a return to God and his church. Because right here, we encounter the triune God, who is love, right there upon that altar. And in the sacraments and in our visits with him here, he empowers us to, in turn, become a community, a society uh, that has love of God, love of neighbor, even love of enemy, enemy at its core. I think the world would be so much better off if this were the case. So this week, let us, like God himself, let us try in our conversations and actions to be merciful, gracious, slow to anger, rich in kindness, willing to make sacrifices for the good of others. The triune God is a community of persons united in love that gives. Let's strive as a parish, as a a town, to, to be the same. Uh, we just heard the, the end of St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, which I think is a fitting exhortation to close with. Brothers and sisters, rejoice. Mend your ways. Encourage one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. Amen.